This is the Horse Talk Show Podcast with Louisa Barton. I'm your host, Louisa Barton. Co-hosting with me today, I have Suzanne Pierce from DAC Vitamins and Minerals. Good morning. And we have a special guest here with us this morning, Ashley Johnson. She is a top eventer. We're very fortunate to have her here in Ocala. And uh, we've had her on the show before. She was fantastic. But for those of you who weren't tuned in that day, I'm going to let her tell us a little bit about her this morning. Good morning. Uh, my name is Ashley Johnson, and I'm a four-star event rider. I've been based in Ocala since 2011. Um, I coach the University of Florida eventing team. That's all. No big deal. <laughs> Which is growing. I'm going to plug my eventing team. We're growing and growing this year. Um, and I have a, a barn based in Northwest Ocala and a, a full-service facility there. It's fantastic. Now, do you have students other than the UF team? I do. I have a great group of adult amateurs. I have... Um, some young professionals up and coming that I mentor. I, I have a whole range. It's a, it's kind of a boutique operation. We keep it small and personal, but it's a very good group. Now, what got you started in eventing? Oh, um, wanting to go fast, running. That's what did yeah. it for me. Yeah. <laughs> when I was eight years old, I was in Pony Club. I'm a graduate A Pony Clubber from Amwell Valley Hounds in New Jersey. And when I was eight, I was doing my first eventing rally, which was. Or my first pony club rally, which was eventing. And so, you know, we did the dressage, and that was pretty boring. Uh, and then they send us out into a big field, and there were hay bales. And, I mean, I was eight. They looked massive. The field looked huge, but it was probably very small. And I came around a corner, and I fell off because I was going, I was careening. And <laughs> I just remember flying through the air laughing. And, and this, you know, you didn't get eliminated for falling off at that point. It was a long time ago. And uh, I got up and I got back on and I finished the course and I just thought, this is great. And I said, Mom, this, I want to keep doing this. So I'm an adrenaline junkie. It's the cross country. Your, your childhood sounds like it was a lot like mine. Yeah. Mine was similar. I can't even tell you how many times I had hit stuff. That explains a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, people say, how did, you get, how did you get into eventing? Well, I fell off at my first try, and I thought it was great, so I wanted to do more. There's nothing like a naughty pony to get you started right. Yeah. I had a lot of naughty ponies. The ones that, I don't know how many people here have ever heard of Thelwell. You know who Thelwell Yes. They're these little, fat, chubby ponies with hair that mane the stick up and tail sticks up, and they're... They're enormous. The little kids look like their little legs can't even fit around their big bellies. And they yeah. stop at the jump, and then the person goes ahead and goes on over the jump, and the pony stays on the inside. Well, that was me when I was little. I had all the naughty ponies that, you know, threw you over the jump or swerved. Well, you? you learn to sit back and you learn to stay on better. Yes, you do, don't you? I'll tell you, I'll tell yes. you what, it's, it, it became harder and harder to fall off after those experiences. And we used to do Chase Me Charlie. I don't know if you do that here. But when we were in with our instructor, you put a jump up and it's on the first hole and um, everybody goes, canters around and goes over the jump. And after everyone's been over it, they put it up a hole and up a hole and up a hole. And, you know, until you either fall off or you have a refusal or something, uh, you're, you know, you're done. Or if you knock it down, you're done, you're out. And then the winner is the person who's left at the end. And you know, sometimes it gets. Uh, I don't know if I ever did that, but I did something, something like that. And that's when your naughty ponies are really naughty, you know, because they all want to catch up with the one in front. And, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a load of fun. That's the, some of the experiences I had. That and fox hunting, getting lost for eight hours out in freezing cold <laughs> weather in England on a naughty pony. Um, you know, all those things get you. You know, it's the speed. 
Yeah. And you just yeah. want to go. And I was like you. I thought that I think the dressage is beautiful now. But at that time, I thought it was rather boring because all I wanted to do was get out there and jump and go fast. So very similar. Yes. And hit the ground a few times. Now you're jumping the bigger jumps. <laughs> well, and, and I actually do love the dressage and the show jumping yes, and, and the whole training aspect of it. Now, as a professional, uh, and I mean, I went, to, I went to Rutgers University. I have a degree in English and theater, and I just loved horses, and I loved training horses. Um, and I felt like with every horse, I was actually in... Uh, I worked at Christie's Auction House in New York City briefly after college, and I felt that horses were my own type of art because you take a horse and it's a it's in the rough, and you take your skills and you make a relationship and you try to create the best possible product within the that athlete. Each horse is its own athlete, and so that was what I just needed to be in the horse world. Well, you certainly are. Now, how on earth did you get to four star? I mean, that's <laughs> a lot of hard work. Uh, um, a, a dream that I just kept chipping away at from for my whole my whole life, really. Uh, since I was a teenager, I wanted to be an FEI level rider, and um, once I got into the FEI levels, I, I felt that the the four star level was the the culmination of horsemanship. So to me, it wasn't like it wasn't about oh, I want to be at the top to get ribbons. It was, I want to be at the top because if you can ride at that level, then you're operating as the best horseman that you can be. Because especially with three-day eventing, it takes so much horsemanship to do all three phases as a triathlon to get the horse through the sport. Absolutely. Now, for we have a lot of beginners. I get a lot of messages saying, can you please explain? Um, can you explain one star through four star in a kind of a... You know, yes. Uh, it's all about to change next year, though. <laughs> so if you get it now, you'll if have you to listen, listen to again. This, then, yeah. <laughs> Erase it for next year. Um, one star. So FEI is internationally sanctioned competitions, and one star is the beginning of upper level competitions, but it's really kind of the middle in this country of the whole spectrum. So you can compete at a much lower level, but it's sanctioned nationally, not internationally. Um, so one star, two star, three star, four star. Four star is Olympic level, and we also have the Land Rover Kentucky four star event, which is in Kentucky. And it used to be called the Rolex. It used for those to be called that Rolex, remember that. and it's changed. So I, had to think, I, had to think I know I have to do it every time. Um, but and it, there are seven four stars in the world, and Kentucky is the only one in North America. So um, that's what most American riders aim for unless they're going abroad. So, and then next year, the four star is going to become a five star and it's gonna go back down the, the ladder because internationally they wanted to create more opportunity for the one star to be slightly lower, a slightly mm -hmm. lower level, so that developing countries could potentially compete on an international scale nice. uh, more easily. That's wonderful. Like Central America or countries yeah. that maybe don't have a lot of eventing right now. Um, they, they were trying to make it more all-encompassing. 
That's nice. That's yeah. good for the sport. Yes. Encourage people to start and, and start building it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's definitely a sport that takes a lot of land. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of backing. It's not a simple, it's not like track and field where you just need a track. I mean, you, you, <laughs> no. you know, you need an entire uh, a lot of gear. operation. Yes. yes. Especially yes. with the cross country course, I mean, you need oh yes, lots of acreage. Speaking yeah. of what you need for that, one of the best in the world is the Ocala Jockey Club, right? Yes, Here in Marion County. Yet another reason why we're the horse capital of the world. Most beautiful nine acre, nine hundred acre property, just gorgeous, it's absolutely gorgeous. With, uh, I've heard some of the top competitors in the world say one of the best cross country courses they've ever seen. Yes, uh, and also. Incredible footing. Yes. Um, so the Ocala Jockey Club is November 15th to 18th this fall. It's in Ocala. It's new. It's in its third year mm -hmm. this year. Um, and we are thrilled to have an event of this caliber and this class in, uh, in Ocala with yes, us. Yes, for sure. And shout out for Equine Turf this morning who keep it looking so beautiful and green. Dan, if you're listening this morning, whew, amazing. He can get rid of weeds and bugs like, whew. it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good, doesn't yeah, it? It's yeah, it's beautiful. It really does. So let's talk a little bit about um, some of the uh, the plans for, for the event in November. Um, you mentioned it's in its third year. Uh, talking about this week, I saw, you know, a lot of social media about the discussion to, you know, not have the three star and kind of what's going on with that. Yes. Um, so I've seen this, I've been in upper level eventing for 20 years and sometimes you'll have an FEI event come and come in big and they say we're going to be great and then they realize how much money it costs yes. and how much effort it takes because you're coordinating so many different factors. Um, and the Jockey Club really wanted to be a premier event right from the beginning. They wanted to get the three star on the calendar, um, but they've been operating at a loss. Uh, and it's like a it's like starting a business. You start a business and you operate at a loss, and then you have to say, "Oh my gosh, we're, we need to we need to stop bleeding so much." So last uh, last year, I helped with the sponsorship aspect because I didn't compete last fall at the Jockey Club. This year, I'm competing, uh, but I know from working last year, it, it was it's tough to generate the revenue and the interest and the sponsors. To come in big, even though the impact on the horse community and Marion County is really significant because it's a really well done event and, it really and it's is. drawing riders from all over the country. There are riders coming from California with 15 horses to compete at the Jockey Club. Oh, it's huge for the economy. Yes. It's huge. I mean, when you think of the competitors from all over the world and what they spend just to come here. Yes. You know, and, and, and all the money they spend even just in restaurants and things, aside yes. from even the, the feed store and the tax store and all of that, you've got to think about all the other things they do while they're here. So really, it's just, it's such a win. And um, speaking of that, we actually have more and more riders who are wintering in Ocala and spending the rest of the year in England. They're coming, you know, coming from abroad to come to Ocala for the winter. There's several riders that do that now. I can do the show from there six months a year. Yes. <laughs> No. At least for July and August. <laughs> so, so anyway, there was a discussion this week. They needed to uh, confirm, the Jockey Club needed to confirm if they were with the FEI, if they were going to run the three-star this year. And Pavla kind of 
put a forum out to the upper level riders across the country and she said, look, we've been operating at a huge loss. Pavla and Eric Nygaard own the Jockey Club. Wonderful people. Yes. And, and they have been personally underwriting the loss. And she said, we just can't bleed quite so much this year, so maybe we shouldn't do the three star. And that was that caused an uproar because really for the riders, because of the footing and because of the number of upper level riders that are based locally in Ocala, we really want this on the calendar. Yes. We really want this event to stay here and be sustainable. Um, and so what wound up happening after a long discussion was the riders themselves are stepping up with more financial backing this year. And uh, to, our, to the best of our ability, every barn in the area is supporting jump sponsorships for yes. the event. Oh, I saw great. that, like 18 jumps or something. Yes, I think already, like right off the bat. I was in the loop of the group message okay. that Pavla sent out. And so I saw the huge response huge and the response. number of messages. I mean, I, I thought it was awesome, but I was almost going to take myself out because yes. I was like, good gosh, my phone's about to blow up. You know, it was like every two it minutes, was, boom, boom. It was really a, a, a lively, I mean, very passionate oh, gosh, discussion. Oh, jumped in. Like, That's yeah. great because oh, yeah. that shows you the passion that they want, that they want it to stay here. They want yes. to compete here. Well, we'd love to see a four-star, yeah, a five-star one and day. Yeah, so we got to go. But with anything it takes money yeah and a lot of money. so it's nice that the competitors are going to step up to do yes. that and i mean yes you always want sponsors too and it's like okay can we how do we get more of the local community and businesses involved to help sponsor because they're benefiting too like the hotels because Absolutely. not everybody's going to be you know, staying in there if they have a living quarters trailer, but you know, other than that, or the ones that are comp that live here, going back and forth, you know, it does bring a lot of money well, to grow, the community. Yes, absolutely, and grow the event so that more spectators, more spectators come from around the country, and then you need more hotel rooms. And I yes. do have to say, last year, because I was, I've been there for the past two years, so last year I did notice there was more spectators. Okay. So that was a nice thing. There were more spectators than the year before, but you guys also did um, some great promotions and great advertisement in different areas for than it was the previous year. So I think that brought out more spectators, and you know it was it was nice to see people. I mean, you know, even bringing their kids, and then with yeah. the um, the thoroughbred, um, you guys doing that thoroughbred incentive program. Yes. You know, so I think that brought out more I people too. I love the too. thoroughbred incentive program. Yes. The, yeah, but, really encouraging people to retrain the thoroughbreds yeah. to be eventers. I love so that. So I thought that was a that was you yeah. know something different, but it was I think it was valuable to to it the really the, um, the sport and to the the um, competition and yeah, and, and I also think people um, involved bringing the riders together because this competition is specifically it's only for upper level riders in in the eventing sport it's not for all levels but to for the riders to kind of put their money where their mouth is yeah. in this case and yeah. say we really want this to stay um it's really great for the entire eventing community because yeah. the lower levels can come out and see their their favorite riders ride they can see international riders ride they can come and volunteer and so it's just like it's bringing it home yeah it really is because i think too that you know everybody always looks forward to you know the um kentucky. Lance, yeah kentucky the land <laughs> the, 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 the non-rolex the, the, the non-rolex non 
Um, it's so but, hard after all these years. <laughs> I think that sometimes too, we, and we do have a lot of top writers here, but I don't think that you guys get the um, the advertisement or the uh, billing the, or the recognition. The recognition, but I, yeah, I mean, I'm, there's a word I'm looking for, and I'm, I'm lost at it, but. You know, to show that people are here, yeah. and this is, you know, it needs to be more widespread, and get the word out there that, you know, there, there's. We're a lot here of to great, stay. Yeah, there's yes. a lot of great vendors here, and yeah. you know, to be able to promote them and say, hey, look, you come here, this is what you're getting. I mean, and there are more and more that are moving here. Yeah, and you can't beat the weather here in November. Who wouldn't want to be here in November? It's I mean, the it's perfect just, month. It's beautiful, <laughs> really is. It's so lovely, and everywhere else, it's like foggy and cold and wet <laughs> maybe pouring rain yes maybe even a little bit of snow in some places but us no we're at 70 degrees and sunny and that's the second highest point in florida yes and it's such a beautiful place to be at sunset is so gorgeous there and the rolling hills yeah, and the trees and it is a very i mean you can't place. beat it you know when my mom and dad came to it not last year but the first year of the event um they both were just having spent years of their life in England at event, events and horse shows with me. Um, oh, it was completely it, different. Well, actually, <laughs> do you know what's funny? Yes, they both felt like they were in England. They both said the same thing. They were Did like, they really? this is so English. Well, you know, Spencer was announcing. <laughs> yes. Who sounds just like yes. every announcer at the NEC in England where I used to show. I mean, it, it made it just had a really authentic feel to it and you know the countryside out there does look a lot like England yes. it's got the rolling hills and the big trees and my mum and dad were like in absolute heaven they were like this is lovely it's you know, very classy I think if you it get is. people out there to see it and feel it they're going to uh, come yeah. back every year because it's just such a great experience it's it's very classy um, the way that the course is set there's a beautiful clubhouse oh, it's that has uh, VIP yes. experiences available but even if you're not in the clubhouse there's a fountain and just the, you can see everything almost the entire cross country course oh, from yes. one spot yes, can. so and it's, it's all action really nice oh. from a spectator or a sponsor perspective and kids area and food and drinks and I'm going to talk them into a beer tent this year. Everybody <laughs> in Ocala will be there. Um, before we close out this segment, Ashley, I want to kind of take it back to you and to Suzanne just yes. for a minute. And uh, I want to thank DAC Vitamins and Minerals for a wonderful connection and ask you to come back any Saturday you're available because we just love having you on the show. But just tell us before we close out what, what DAC and what that's done for you and your program. Yeah, so I actually started using Suzanne. I, Suzanne is one of the companies and DAC is one of the companies that I work with. And I started using DAC seven or eight years ago, a product called Calm, because which does what it says um, with one of my upper level events. Are you still taking it? <laughs> Sometimes I take it. Um, and then three or four years ago, I met up with Suzanne and, and we kind of talked about getting my entire barn more involved with the whole regime because I had no idea the, the breadth of supplements that DAC had available and they're very good quality and so my I have a two-star mare I have a four-star uh, thoroughbred and a two-star mare and the four-star horse is aiming for Kentucky but the two-star mare is aiming for the jockey club 
So her name is Firefly, but I call her Sprout. Sprout. She was born on Earth Day. Oh. So Sprout is on the Calm supplement. She's on Orange Superior, which is kind of a multivitamin. She's on the Cool Gut, which is for when she's competing. It helps keep her, it helps coat her gut and keep her from um, creating too much acid. Um, and, and also oil sometimes when I'm traveling. So there's just a whole range of supplements that really help keep the horses thriving. And sometimes that's difficult when they're in a lot of work and they're traveling a lot. So I just, I really, I've been working with Dak about four years now and I've seen a really big difference with all of my horses. And we're, we're definitely glad to have you on board and, you know, and I've seen, seen the changes in, in, in a lot of the horses and, you know, just proud to have you part of our team and, you know, go out there and root for you. And, you know, I mean, we've, we've known each other and, you know, I mean, I would, even if you weren't using DAC, I would be rooting for you <laughs> because when we, I've known, known you for quite some time and, you know, what you do is amazing. And, and she does, she, um, you know, believes in the product and that's, that's the biggest thing. And she sees the difference, you know, in going out and evaluating each horse on a different level, because like Gucci, he's different than Sprout. Than Sprout. And then, you and know, the, the UF horses get right. something a little bit different. And so, and then you've had your other clients that their horses get a little bit different. So, you know, it's kind of, it's geared towards what each horse needs. And that's, and Ashley follows that because she knows what her horses need because she's with them on an everyday basis. So we just kind of try to tailor it to fit the horse. Yeah. Perfect. Ashley, thank you. Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you uh, Ashley Johnson, in. one of our very top eventers that we're fortunate enough to have in this area. And Suzanne, thank you to Dak. Thank you. Uh, for bringing us some great. Please come back anytime you can. We'd Absolutely. Love to, love to talk to you again, maybe a couple of times before the Jockey Club too, okay. so we can help to build that event. That up. would be so, great, yeah. So you need to be here in November from the 15th to the 18th uh, to see some, a really incredible world-class event at the Ocala Jockey Club. You'll really enjoy it. Guys, this is Louisa Barton. I really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Horse Talk Show podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and let me know what you thought. Now, please go out there and share the podcast.